Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. So here is the question. What are your favorite productivity tools? And this is a follow-up to the conversation I had, and we brought back Ari Mizell. Ari, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me back. And we're talking about the art of less doing and how to get more return, you know, more living out of less doing. And in our last conversation, we talked about the framework. We talked about the sequence going from optimize to automate to delegate. And here, what we're going to talk about are some of the tools, the technologies that allow you to be able to leverage your most important asset, which is your time. Where would you start with this? What are some of your absolute favorite tools? You really need to have a good system in place. And that's why my whole optimize, automate, outsource methodology really works for this, is that you need to have good processes that you can then add these sort of automations and tools into. Because at the end of the day, technology will amplify habits. It will make good habits multitudes better and faster. And if you have bad habits, it's going to drive you into the ground essentially. And we see this all the time where people commit to tools. One of the ones that we see all the time, not because it's a bad tool, but is Infusionsoft. You know how many people that we know in our world, it's like, well, we got to get on Infusionsoft because everyone's on it, right? And they spend all this money and they never end up using it to its full potential and they hate it, but it is a really powerful tool. So that's a great example of that. But assuming you have all that figured out, then I break it down into sort of three areas. Any business that is going to run as an optimized business, it's going to grow. I think you have to look at these three areas. So communication, project management, and processes. Very simply. So with communication, the key thing for me, which may sound counterintuitive to a lot of people, is that you actually want more tools for communication than less and tools specifically for certain kinds of communication. So while some people might be like, oh, no, you don't want to be channel switching and be all the different things and having text messaging and WhatsApp. And this is, I actually disagree. I think you need to have specific tools for specific kinds of communication so that our brain actually switches into those contextual modes to do it. So for me, email is an external communication tool. I'm never talking to my team in email. And I never think I'm going to when I walk into it. And there's all sorts of things around email management that I teach. But Voxer is a sort of a walkie-talkie app. I use that with clients. Slack is what I use for our team. Intercom is the tool that I use to bridge the gap between the two. Then we can use that for sales and customer support and communicate about an external matter internally with the team without bringing it into the other tools. So I know whenever I'm using one of those tools, what I'm supposed to be doing and the mode that I'm in. And you can see it because it's the written word for most of these that my communication in Slack, which is with my team, is a lot more relaxed, more casual than it would be an email. And I might take a couple extra seconds to send an email then I might with Slack message because, you know, the risk is lower. So that's important for communication tools. I just mentioned all the tools sort of that I like to use. I like that because also we've done previous episodes talking about context, things like if people have an iPad and, you know, using it solely for entertainment, and that's the only thing. Same thing with contextualize, whether it's a piece of technology or a room in your house. Like, or share. Exactly. I mean, right? Yeah. Exactly. So like a bedroom is there for sleep for example, and you're not doing work in there and you're not using it for necessarily to watch television and for entertainment and such, but it's context. Context definitely is the kingdom. Well, so, I mean, and as you asked me before, where I do my work, if I'm doing uh, audio or video recording, for the most part, I'll be doing that in my home office here. But other than that, I try my best not to work in that space. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's soundproof. It's like, or sound reduced. It's really designed for that. But I don't want to sit there and do any writing 
or you know have sort of a casual like Zoom conversation. I would probably do that even at the kitchen table. So those are things where the context really does make that big difference. So the next area is project management. And with project management, my favorite tools really is Trello and Airtable. Now for 95, 99% of the people listening to this, Trello is gonna be your best bet. Airtable brings extra robustness to it for more complex record keeping. But for most people, Trello is great. And at one point in time, I was Trello's biggest user. Wow. I love Trello. Yeah. Of their 20 something million users. Yeah, we were their biggest user at one point. (laughs) And it's an amazing tool that works with the Kanban style of organization, which is a Japanese lean manufacturing Toyota, like founded principles. The main idea of the Kanban, because you can do it with post-it notes on a whiteboard, is this idea that ideas are on an assembly line Mm -hmm. and we're going to be running those projects, those ideas, those tasks through an assembly line. So there's a lot of sense of velocity to it and movement, which I think is important for humans. Do you like, you mentioned whiteboard, the difference between digital organization and something more analog, post-it notes, index cards, whiteboard, (laughs) do you have a... So I know that without a doubt, there is an absolute benefit from a neurological standpoint to writing things physically. And I mean, I don't know if they've done studies on this, but using the Apple Pencil on an iPad, I feel like probably gives you that same sense Mm -hmm. of writing. So I like that a lot. What I would use that for is sort of note-taking and brainstorming. I would never use a whiteboard for a to-do list. Like that would not be my goal there. So for sort of getting ideas out quickly and like that brain, hand, mind connection thing, that I think is really valuable. And then you could digitize it and then from there be able to share, store it and share it. Right, exactly. Yeah, which is very easy to do. There's so many technologies to do that. So Trello would be the project management tool. And then moving on to processes, there's things like Process Street, which is a checklisting tool that's just really super powered. And you can do things with Process Street that you can't do with an ordinary checklist, such as conditional logic. So you can say, like, if the answer to this question is yes, then change the process to do this. And if it's no, go this way. So we have a conditional logic. We can also pre-fill in a lot of these checklists based on information that we get from other sources, like a sale in your Stripe account, you know? So Mm -hmm. the ability to sort of track things through a really well-defined process is really important to me in scaling a company. So process tree comes in there. And then on the automation side, which relates to the processes, we look at platforms like Zapier and IFTTT, which very simply, it's like, if this happens here, do this here. And we have taken processes that were 24 steps requiring three different human beings to a completely automated process now using for the most part, free tools that never sleep and never fail. And that is like the perfect example of OAO for me. So that's sort of a handful of the tools that we use on a regular basis. There's also sorts of outsourcing providers and things that I really like, one of which is a VA company called Magic, which has a team of about 20 people, and it's what's known as an on-demand VA service. So you have access to the whole team, which means that 24-7, their response time is like 45 seconds. And they're very, very good, very on wow. top of things. Yeah. How do you spell magic? M-A-G-I-C. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put all of these resources and links in the show notes. Yeah. And uh, people can find it at uh, jimquick.com forward slash less doing. Oh, good. Well, so, and with magic, I love using virtual assistants because as I said, I'm away owing, which means that I'm actually trying to avoid outsourcing as much as possible. It's wow. the last step. And even with doing that, a couple of weeks ago, magic did 85 hours of work for me in a single week, just in my personal life. <laughs> That's amazing. And that's not even touching what they've done for the business. So we have them sort of integrated into every system that we're using from our Slack to our intercom to our task management stuff. And anytime we do need a human being, we'll bring them into it. But sometimes part of the optimization process is actually bringing those people into it. So as I said, we had this whole customer journey process. 
that required texting and voicemails and emails and sending a book out and a postcard. And at each step of the way, we would have a human VA do it and then sort of report back. And we're able to on the fly change and fix the process and have them change and fix the process until we get to something that's optimized. And then we were able to automate it in about a day. That's perfect. So uh, as everyone who's listening to this, when you're thinking about tools that make you more productive, what I would ask everyone to do is take a screenshot of this episode and tag Ari, tag myself in it and share with us. My question for you is, what is your favorite productivity tool? We would love to be able to do that, to be able to share that, because as a community, I believe it's kind of cheesy, but team together, everyone achieves more. And also, again, we'll put all the links, uh, all the tools that are recommended in our show notes. And you can find them at jimquick.com, kwik.com forward slash less doing. Ari Mizell, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me again. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour, uh, share going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. 
Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.